This is Dr. Kate Eckert with the Form, Function, and Flow Lab podcast. I'm a chiropractor, yoga instructor, anatomy junkie, and movement educator. And I am looking forward to exposing you to all sorts of ways that you can prehab your body to avoid injury and maintain those hobbies, activities, sports that you love to do. And we'll also be focusing a lot on the pregnant and postpartum journey and making sure that you can return to those activities that you love or even keep doing them while you're pregnant. Hi, it's Dr. Kate, and today I'm going to do a podcast on getting that lateral breath in your rib cage. So we have done a lot of talking about breathing, but Today, I want you to kind of check in with your own rib cage and see, do I have a barrel chest kind of appearance? So a lot of times my male patients or my patients that have just come off of postpartum have this barrel chest kind of posture and at rest state. So their rib cage is wide and their maybe their ribs are flared out. So like they're sticking out in the front and they're kind of expanded at all times. And you definitely see that in women after postpartum. There is not a lot of room for a baby to grow, so our ribs get kind of um, displaced in a way, and it, it widens our rib cage, and we're not able to fully bring the rib cage back in um, on the exhale because there's simply no room. So it's retraining the brain and body to get that full range of motion again. I feel like a lot of times in the breathing podcast episodes I've done, I've talked about getting that full expansion, so that full widening so that your diaphragm is engaging and pushing down on the end of the exhale, so we're getting really wide but then you also don't want to be just hanging out in that fully expanded wide position. You want to be able to fully come back in and come all the way narrow again and compress. So just like with any other joint in the body, I feel like people want to know what's the best position. Should I have a ton of external rotation of my hip joint or my shoulder or whatever joint they're talking about. And you don't want to be stuck in one position in any joint or any movement. You want to be able to have full range of movement of all of your joints and your systems. So it's all about symmetry rather than stretching past your normal symmetrical way in one area. So I just posted a YouTube video on intercostal expansion breathing, and this is a nice exercise to do for both being too narrow all the time or that barrel-tested appearance where you are um, expanded all the time. And it facilitates more of an over-breathing, over-inhalation kind of style of breath. So the focus is just a little bit different when we're doing the exercise. So if you want to see that exercise, check out my YouTube channel. It's intercostal expansion breathing. And we do it sideline. And you put one hand 
Um, your one side of your rib cage is obviously on the ground. Your other side of your rib cage, you've got one hand on your upper side of the ribs. Now, if you're barrel chested, you're already expanded. You're already popped out, essentially. So you're going to inhale through the nose. You feel it expand maybe a little bit more. And then on the exhale, we're going to be bringing that rib cage in. And sometimes you need a little assistance from that top hand that's on the rib cage, bringing the ribs down and feeling them close together and that activation happen of fully exhaling and getting the air out of the lungs properly. Um, now with that being said, if you're having pelvic floor issues, this is the tricky part for the newly postpartum. We don't want to start our exhale with initiating it with the ribs coming together. Because if you think of your torso as a tube of toothpaste, we don't want to start our squeeze our toothpaste so that the toothpaste is shooting out our pelvic floor. We want to shoot our toothpaste or squish it up towards our diaphragm. So if you start that exhale by initiating the the um, narrowing of the rib cage, the pressure goes down. So instead, it's very subtle and it's not how you're probably used to um, breathing but you want to feel a subtle lift of the pelvic floor. And, sorry, I'm losing power here. You wanna feel a subtle lift of the pelvic floor. And then the lower abdomen is gonna feel that exhalation build, then the middle of the abdomen, and then the ribs come together. So you're squeezing that toothpaste up so it's constricting up towards the ribs. Ribs are lasting to narrow, but we want to get that, get, draw out that exhale, get that exhale all the way out and encourage the rib cage to narrow. So again, if you have that barrel chested appearance, whether it be from a certain style of lifting, if you're a guy, or if you're newly postpartum and you just didn't have any room left in the end for baby, you want to inhale, get that expansion of the diaphragm, maybe in, widen it a little bit more, but on the exhale, let, subtly lift the pelvic floor and then squeeze your toothpaste by like engaging your abs slightly. And then the ribs are the last thing to come out and you feel them narrow at the end there getting that full compaction of the, of the rib cage. Um, now on the flip side, if you wear really those, I don't know what, I think they're like Spanx, but shirts, Spanx shirts, where it's tight on your rib cage all the time, or you just, society makes us think that we have to hold in our, belly all the time or keep everything held in all the time. So our rib cage is chronically uh, tied down and clamped down on because we think we need to have this appearance of the small waist. So our ribs are chronically narrowed. So that could come from the, the restrictive binding garments. It could come from you just holding it very tight. It could also come from wearing those wearing very tight leggings or spanks where it's cutting you in the middle so it's not allowing that full expansion of the rib cage 
So when you're doing the, the intercostal expansion breathing, your goal here is you're already narrowed. So what you really want to focus on for that part of the breathing is on the inhale, you're going to think widening the rib cage and you're as you're inhaling and you're feeling the rib cage expand, you're going to feel it pressing up into the hand that's on the top side of the ribs and down towards the floor. And if you have a small torso, you can always uh, fold up a towel and put it on that side. Or you can, uh, if you have a gorgeous ball, we use those all the time in the office. It's a squishy air-filled Pilates ball. You can make it super flat, like a quarter or a third of the way full and put it on the underside of the rib cage so you can feel that lateral expansion. So for that, on the top of the inhale, I like to hold. So you've inhaled all the breaths you can get in and you hold it there and you try to widen the rib cage even a little more so that you're working those intercostal muscles between the ribs to really stretch it open because you're not used to it. You are coming from a place of chronically locking down your ribs and holding on tight. So some people for the vanity reasons lock down their ribs and keep that really narrow. And some people will pop their ribs way out and expanded and try to suck in their stomach. So they're both to appear smaller. One is locking down and holding the tummy tight and that closes up the rib cage. And the other is um, kind of like hollowing out their belly. So they present different problems, but they both have the same goal. And you can do this one exercise. You're just focusing on it a little bit different because full expansion of your rib cage is great. Full closing up of the rib cage is great, but we do not want to be stuck in one of the two camps. There is not a superior camp. The superior camp is being able to fully expand and fully contract the rib cage under your own will. So having that body awareness and body control uh, of it. And you're probably going to find that maybe one side is harder to do than the other. One side is going to be able to feel like it can either fully expand and, or contract better than the other side. And pay attention to that. Pay attention to what you're doing throughout the day. Are you carrying kids on one side? Are you crossing your legs one way the whole time? Are you sitting funky in your driver's seat? Sometimes I notice I'll like lean onto my car door and it shortens up my obliques on my right side, stretches out my obliques on my left side, and it creates asymmetry and it gives you problems. So try to be aware of kind of those things that you might do habitually throughout your day that will give you that asymmetry that could then lead into a problem further down the road. Um, another good way to know if you are having rib flare or, um, the narrowing of the rib cage would be if you took a marker and drew the border of your ribs in the front. So from the edges up to the sternum or up to the, 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 uh, breastbone, it should be about 90 degrees. So if it's wider than 90 degrees, you're highly leaning towards more barrel-chested 
And if you are less than 90 degrees, you are probably, you know, locking down in some of your, um, with your obliques. So the other thing to notice is if you have one side of your rib cage flared and not the other, because that's going to tell us there's some asymmetry there. And we do have a YouTube video about with these pendulums that I give people when they have asymmetries of their ribs like that, because again, symmetry is kind of what we're striving for uh, throughout the body just to keep everything super healthy. So um, picking out those things is helpful when you, when you're going through, through that stuff. So just a more in-depth way to look at that YouTube exercise I put out there last week on the intercostal breathing. It's good for both parties, whether you are stuck out, stuck outwards or restricted inwards. And both ways are going to help you to get better activation of the diaphragm. And we know that activating the diaphragm is super important for stabilizing our spine. The one of the keystones of our core and using our core engagement <clears throat> and also pumping our lymph system, keeping that pull filter going of our lymph system and helping it uh, decrease inflammation and also stimulating the vagus nerves and getting them to help relax your nervous system a little bit. <clears throat> so if you have any questions on that breathing mentality, I would be happy to answer them. And I hope that gives you a little more insight and in why you would want to do that intercostal expansion. You can always uh, look at some of our release work to do before it because warming up the rib cage, especially if you're pretty stiff and do a lot of um, sitting or computer work, we tend to get very rigid in our rib cage and it's nice to kind of warm it up before you expect it to be able to fully expand and contract. So have a good one. I look forward to working with you guys. And if you have any topics that you'd like discussed, make sure to comment below and let me know because I'd be happy to share all the knowledge that I have on those issues.